Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Jackson. Are you ready? Yes! Yeah. Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. Listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. All right, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9, The Zone. Hour number two, live on WRKS and streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. And we're going to the Farm Bureau Insurance call line. As the man, the myth, the legend himself, Tom Brady. No, I'm sorry. Bo Bounds is on the line. <laughs> oh, man. What's happening, buddy? Man, just uh, just living the dream up here at the Bank Plus Studio, boss. Awesome. I mean, uh, so I don't ever drive in traffic, as you know, because we're in studio, and I've been doing this show for, I don't remember how long, 17 or 18 years. Although the first two years I did afternoon drive. So whatever it is, let's net it out at 15 or 16 years. And uh, it's interesting what happens out in the real world, um, you know, at, at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm trying to make it to a, a doctor, to Mississippi Sports Medicine, because I tweaked my knee. And um, there is some tr- traffic in the Jackson Metro in the morning. So that's that's our – we don't ever do a traffic update, thank God. <laughs> and um, because that's definitely 1986 radio. But I just wanted to give everybody – a little update. The out of bounds traffic update. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Brought brought to you by the Ram trucks <laughs> and Mack Hike and Flowood. Uh, hey, uh, did you tell everybody that you're a champion? No, we, that, we uh, have not you won your your disc golf tournament in Hattiesburg over the weekend. I did not lead with that. I thought the Tom Brady news was slightly more important, but uh, I did. Why? Thank thank you for bringing that up. I did win my uh, state amateur championship tournament this weekend in disc golf. That's correct. Oh, man, that's so awesome. And you were in Hattiesburg, right? That's just south, Lumberton, Mississippi. Little, little bro- Oh, you went back to the place we've discussed on the air. That's right. Little Black Creek Campground is what it's called. It's got two okay. amazing – they do these big tournaments there, some of the nicest courses in the state. And 
Uh, we went down, man, went down there and threw discs in 30 mile per hour winds and tore it up, shot plus two for the day, tore it up, man. How cold was it when you started? Um, you know, it was only about 40, but the problem was when you're standing in a 30 mile per hour wind, and I'm, I'm talking about not gust, like it would gust up to like 36. It was a steady 25 all day. Like it was insane. Golly, so it was, it, there was a wind chill for sure. Um, but once you start going, you know, it's nice. Uh, by the afternoon, by hey, the second round, it was good. That y'all don't pay the price, <laughs> then all you have to do is reference the uh, thirty. And here's what's awesome: a year from now, when you and I are doing the show, the wind uh, miles per hour will be forty. That's because right. we'll embellish. Right? <laughs> it only goes up, man. And I'll sh- I'll have shot ten under. Right? That's <laughs> that's how we get. There. Well, and it will it will have been sleeting. Yeah, and, uh, that's right. And you tore your ACL on hole number four, and you still won it. That's so, right. I mean, this this could get really, really good over the next uh, over the next year or two. Um, all right. So Brady Brady's back. Uh, Deshaun Watson's in play for Houdat Nation. I mean, are they in? So I went to Mudbugs yesterday and picked up a to go order, and there were a bunch of uh, Saints fans at the bar, Blake. And, you know, they were all hot and bothered in a good way. Good group of dudes. Um, but they were all, you know, oh, my gosh, could we get Deshaun? I mean, do you realize what a pull that would be if if, if the Saints – I know Carolina's in. And what's the third team, Blake? Well, it was Tampa, but now I don't know how that's I affected things. another one. Darn it could it. be. The, anyway. This morning, Tom Pelissero was talking pretty much Saints-Panthers. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, can you imagine if the Saints were able to pull Deshaun Watson, who's a top ten quarterback, and when you have that kind of guy, can give you a shot to get right back in in the playoffs? I mean, that would just be, um, you know, absolute pandemonium for who that nation, Blake. It's an opportunity to do what the Colts did, albeit it got short ended with Andrew Luck's surprise retirement. But it's an opportunity to go theoretically from one Hall of Famer to another. Because Deshaun Watson has the ability and still has the longevity of career to be that caliber quarterback. Right. It'd be insane. Right. I mean, the Saint, if you're a Saints fan, it's the greatest potential option. Better than drafting. Because even if Matt Corral becomes great, there's still the percentage chance that he's not. Same with Pickett, same with Willett. Sure. But you at least know sure. what Deshaun Watson can do in the NFL. It'd be a massive yeah, trade. No. Wow. Wow. He's not going to face any charges. He's been cleared. And reports are that um, the, the Texans are, are accepting no less than three first-rounders to start the conversation on getting Deshaun Watson. I don't blame him. And uh, he's worth that. And, and, and if you give it up for him, it's a good, it, it's a good deal on your end. And, and if you get that and some other assets on the Texans' end, not that anybody cares about the Texans, but – then that's a that's a good uh, you know that that's a great deal. Look, you know what we do a lot of times, Blake. We we can't look at a trade and go, hey, you know what? That works out for both teams. You know, considering where they are, you know who that. Look, Seattle had to give up a Hall of Famer, but but they got a lot of assets, and and so you know you can run the numbers any way you want on the Russell Wilson trade, but I don't blame the Texans mm-hmm. whatsoever on what you reference with the three first round picks minimum and then and then we'll see what else the assets look like. Um can I hit on a little uh, March Madness real quick? Oh please do. Okay. 
right, so uh, you know I nerd out on this stuff, and, and, and you know how big a college basketball fan I was as a kid and still love it. Watched a lot more the last 60 days or so. Um, I, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I mean, the here we are with, with Kentucky and, and Tennessee and Auburn and Arkansas. Um, I mean, the American gangster gets fired. Um, Michael White, who played at Ole Miss, um, pulls a little switcheroo and and I think thought that his time may be coming to an end in Florida and goes to the arch rival Georgia. Can't fi- care about basketball. Can't fire me if I quit, right? <laughs> Can't fire me if I quit. Uh, evidently, his dad was was working the phones, you know, like a machine. Um, and and his dad, Kevin White, who's been the athletic director at at Arizona State and Tulane and Notre Dame and Duke um, was able to figure it out. And Mike White, you know, guarantees himself uh, three more years at minimum probably of a seven-figure check. Look, man, following Billy Donovan, who could be um, the best coach in the history of the SEC, just SEC stuff, and probably the most underrated college basketball coach of all time, uh, definitely in the discussion. Uh, but following Billy D is just is just not a recipe for success. And so Mike White goes to Georgia in what may be one of the most brilliant moves professionally because he goes from following Billy Donovan and three national championship appearances and winning two national championships that Billy D did to following Tom Crean, who went six and twenty six, and Georgia doesn't care about basketball. I mean, this could be Mike White can go to Georgia and win eighteen to twenty games and go to four straight NITs and get a massive contract extension. I mean, because as long as Kirby Smart wins in football, Blake, uh, they don't care. Man, and 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 they're never going to care. I mean, this could this could be one of the the most brilliant moves of co- collegiate athletics in some time. Mm-hmm. I, no, I'm I'm with you. I think it's smart by Mike White because it, as you said, it restarts his four year clock, so to speak, right? So he gets a right. new he gets a new life life clock uh, at Georgia. The expectations are so much different. And as somebody said on Twitter, um, Jason Butt, who's a basketball reporter. Uh, for UGASports.com. He said, Mike White at Florida reached the tournament four times, made one Elite Eight, and had three second-round appearances. <laughs> that probably gets you a statue at Georgia. <laughs> probably not. Incredible. We're oh, gonna co- we're, we'll come back with Bo Bounds on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-on. This is the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Stay tuned. More on the other side as we talk a little... NFL QBs and maybe some baseball as there's a new number one in D1 baseball and I uh, I don't want to break it to you. It's a Mississippi team. I'll let you figure out who it is. We'll talk about it on the other side. OOB show powered by the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. All right, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Live and local on WRKS. Streaming worldwide on the Out of Bounds radio app. We're going to head straight back to the Farm Bureau Insurance call line. So we welcome in the man himself, Bo Bounds. Talking a little uh, NFL, a little March Madness, maybe a little baseball and more. What's up, Bo? So Ole Miss Rebels number one. Ole Miss number one. That's got to feel good on a Monday. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. Absolutely. Um, so they're red hot, and they've done what they're supposed to. You know, they're, they came out of the gate. This is so rare, Blake. You may can remember other teams. You may remember, like, I don't know, that Florida team that won it or maybe a Vanderbilt because Mississippi State wasn't like this last year, even though they ended up winning it all. But uh, – and I may be missing – you know, another team that, that won it all. But Vandy and Florida kind of jumped, I guess, maybe Ray Tanner's South Carolina teams. But, um, you know, when you're, when you're talking about Ole Miss, kind of where they are right now, um, I don't even know what today is, but maybe it's March 14th or something. It is. And, uh, okay. And when, when you kind of, when you look at where they are, um, and this is so rare in sports, but, uh, Right out of the gate, it was like they were complete, ready-made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're not perfect, and I know they're going to get, you know, they're going to take some losses in the SEC play just like any – I mean, nobody's ever gone 30-0, and 0 and they're not. But, but think about how, you know, other teams, good teams like Mississippi State, but there's some other ones in the conference that we think a lot of that are still trying to find – their legs and who they are. And Ole Miss was just able to come out, whatever it was, February 17th. And they're ahead of the curve. And with all the guys they had back, um, and look, an advantageous schedule, but they're nasty, both uh, at the plate and on the mound. And um, they're continuing to develop their bullpen and so on. And that's what it's all about, Blake. I mean, you're always developing your starters because you don't ever know what's going to happen. Look at what happened to Hoagland last year and Landon Sims this year. Um, and you're always developing your your pin, both mid-relief and, and, and closer. So I'm not saying they're, like, totally complete, ready to go June 20th, you know, whatever. But, um, 
man, they're impressive. Impressive, and um, they should be excited as we what they go to Auburn for Thursday night baseball. Play? That is correct. They will. Uh, they will do the Thursday, Friday, Saturday series at Auburn. And okay. like you said, I think what what you saw out of the gate from Ole Miss is what we talked about coming in the season is you never get eight guys back in the lineup and that they looked like a team that had eight guys back right. in the lineup. Right. And on top of that, Bianco and Lafferty and Clement had, uh, had obviously been recruiting well, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. Got some other pieces that, have, that uh, beyond the name, it's like they lost Kevin Graham for a little while, but, but they've had, they've had another, you know, at least three dudes that I can think of. Outside of that kind of notorious eight, a uh, group of eight that have uh, produced. So kudos Absolutely. to them. Tip of the cap. I mean, it, it's not. I don't care who you are. It, it ain't easy, my man. Winning and uh, winning that much, going all the way through with only one loss is uh, super impressive. Because you could just, you know, have a bad day, a lot of swing and miss. Something's not going right, but. Uh, Ole Miss has avoided that other than that that crazy game down in Orlando a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So they're rolling. And um, I haven't looked. Where's Miss? Um, I was icing my knee and trying to get healthy to get out of town tomorrow. Um, I know you're out, you're out here hurting yourself, man. You can't be doing all that. I know. I don't, I don't understand. I, I haven't hurt myself, <laughs> you know, since high school, um, you know, where – my knee would pop out of place all the time. Um, and that was just part of, you know, what I, everybody's got their own thing that they had to deal with. And then, uh, even though I were, I don't like, you know, I'm not like a crazy worker outer mm-hmm. and, um, you know, as you know, um, lots of walking and some little light weights, but I don't know what the hell happened. But, um, anyway, um, I'm gonna get put back together here in a minute and, uh, and, and keep on rolling. But, a Mississippi State swept uh, Princeton. That's right. And so what they're trying to find is they're, they're trying to find a way. You know, Stinnett, they, they've got to have Stinnett, um, you know, and Fristo. But Stinnett, Kate Smith looked good. But whereas Ole Miss has a lot of their stuff complete, um, Mississippi State, on the other hand, um, is trying to find some some pieces, and so that pitched well for them. Mm-hmm. And even Lamonis mentioned in post game. I don't I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you listened to it, Blake. But uh, Lamonis was basically like, "Well, it, it sure looks like we misused him for a year and a half." Ooh. And you know what? I love it when coaches. He didn't have to go on and on, but I love it when coaches. I don't care what sport. We'll say something like that, and um, and anyway, who knows? I mean, they're they're trying to find. I don't know if it's going to be Preston Johnson's. Whereas Ole Miss feels good. I know they did a little shuffle on the starting rotation, but Mississippi State's trying to figure out: are we, are they going Preston Johnson? You know, Stanett, Cade Smith. You know, how how is it going to look going into? Uh, what, they get on a plane and head to Athens on Thursday and play Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Is that right, Blake? I would assume – I don't know the travel date, but, yeah, it is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would assume they they would go on Thursday. So, well, yeah. then they'll be leaving on Thursday. But so, um, 
Yeah, I mean, don't you think? I mean, they they were happy to see Stanett punch out twelve guys. Absolutely, even if it is Princeton. Absolutely, and you're if if Mississippi State, your only goal is create momentum. It doesn't really matter how. You just need things to go right for you right now. Yeah, you could tell Chris uh, Lamonis who you'll have on tomorrow at seven thirty. Um, Lamonis will join out of bounds tomorrow at seven thirty, and then Detillier. So Blake's going to have a huge day. Um, but you could tell Lamonis in the post game was like, he said he sat his team down and was like, look, I mean, we've got to be more consistent. You know, play well on Friday. Don't play well game two, first game on Sunday because it got moved. Play well in game three. And um, they're still scuffling. I mean, you know, that that game could have gone the other way. Absolutely. Uh, game, game one on Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, and, and the thing is, for Mississippi State, I think they're learning this the hard way is you don't have the talent or at least the established consistent talent to be asleep at the wheel for a, for a few innings, let alone a whole game. Like Ole Miss does. Ole Miss can scuffle for inning two, three, four, and five and still blast you out of the park uh, if it starts getting going in the sixth or seventh. You're exactly right, Blake. Uh, Mississippi State is not there yet, so... Uh, but they won, and winning's good, and it is the elixir. And when you are, you know, not as experienced and somewhat young and you lose your best player on your team, who's your best pitcher and your second best pitcher on your team, um, you got to – nobody feels sorry for you. you got to figure it out. And uh, we'll see, you know, what happens. Um, they're playing today. They moved that game up. They're playing – is it Binghamton or Binghamton? What it was? Yeah, Bingham, like? Binghamton. I think is how it, they okay. say it. Yeah, it's six o'clock tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that looks. Yeah, no, it should it should be a, a good one, and we'll talk with Steve Robertson hey, coming up next about quick, that game. What was your best? What was the best uh, listener reaction on why Tom Brady came out oh, of retirement? Oh my gosh, we had a bunch. Um, a couple of people went with uh, gas prices got so high, even Tom had to start making money again. Thought, oh, God. thought that one was pretty funny. Um, of course, we had a couple uh, two months of being home with four kids will make you want to get sacked by three hundred pound linemen. Uh, just, just lots. True. Lot- I didn't have four kids, but <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, Tom needed your vasectomy commercial. What were we doing? We gotta get that to Tom. If if if, if Brady did a vasectomy commercial, wow! Well. All right, buddy, be good. I gotta go get killed. Yes, sir. Tom, uh, excuse me, Tom Brady and Bo Bounds, champions of life on the Farm Bureau Insurance call line. We will go. Back to the call line next, and we will talk with Steve Robertson. He's got a little information on baseball, a little on Ben Howen and basketball, and, of course, we'll talk some football spring practice. Steve Robertson next, OOB. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Blake Scott filling in for Mr. Bo Bounce, the incomparable one. Good to have him on the last two segments, but we are going to the Bucked Up Energy guest line. Remember, when you need that energy boost, either uh, when you get up in the morning, maybe you got that 3 o'clock sales meeting, maybe you got to stay up late because your kids have two soccer games, whatever it might be. Go look for the buck on the can. That's right, the deer antlers. And get bucked up energy. They got a lot of great flavors. You find one that you like. And when you feel it, you know you've gotten bucked up. That's right, bucked up energy. We go to the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And we welcome in Mississippi State Insider 247 sports the man behind Dogpile. The book chronicling the 2021 National Championship run for Mississippi State Baseball. Steve Robertson joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. And Steve, we'll start with this before we jump into Mississippi State. Tom Brady unretires after two months. Um, Was it his kids? Was it that carpool line? Why do you think Tom came back so quickly and told everybody on social media that he has, quote, unfinished business after seven Super Bowls? Well, I don't think it's Giselle. (laughs) I think, you know, the guy's still in great shape. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people see diminished skill at this point in their career, but it's pretty clear that Tom Brady is, uh, you know, a cyborg or something. But uh, honestly, I think it's good for the game. I know uh, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'm happy to see him out of the AFC. I just hope that we could find a quarterback somewhere. But, uh, you know, I think it's good. And I think, you know, we are are witnessing – one of the greatest careers in all of sport, you know, not just football, but all of sport. And you know, I'm, I'm down for another year. Well, let's see what happens. But uh, it is kind of funny to see the unfinished business thing. I think maybe he just wants to go out on top and believes they can make another run in the Super Bowl. But um, I think it's a great thing. I, I'm not, I'm, I see some other people have uh, some negative reaction to it. But, um, you know, who wouldn't want to see Michael Jordan play another year you know, with the Bulls in his prime, you know, even towards the end of his prime, you know. And so I think that's kind of where we are. If you're a fan of football, I think that uh, you probably are on board. Yeah. And Brady coming back. It's, you know, unless, unless you're a Saints fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than the Saints, Panthers, and Cardinals, right? But uh, Not Car Falcons. Wrong bird. Um, but I do think it's interesting. Like you said, I brought up the Michael Jordan Wizards thing. And, the di- I, you know, I talked about, you know, even he, Michael couldn't hang it up right away. You know, he had to come back. And Favre obviously had to come back. And there's... There's all these guys who have come back, but it does seem like none of them have come back playing at the production level that Tom Brady is playing at, you know? And so uh, that's a little bit different situation. Uh, it will be interesting. I told I told the uh, listeners this earlier, and I don't know if you know the stat, 
But since 2013, Tom Brady has won the Super Bowl every other year. Then that bodes well for the uh, the Bucks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Field Yates tweeted that out. It's Super Bowl win, and then they lose in the playoffs, and then Super Bowl win, and then they lose in the playoffs. And so, obviously, Tampa Bay lost in the playoffs this past uh, past December or January, whenever it was, and and so they will. Uh, I guess the the interesting momentum will be on Tampa. They went from twenty to one to ten to one to win the Super Bowl after that news uh, dropped Sunday that Tom Brady would be coming back. So. It'll be interesting to watch that unfold. But uh, we brought Steve in, Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line, not to talk Tom Brady, although it's always fun to. But we're going to talk a little Mississippi State. Let's start with the sport that is active right now, still officially. Uh, basketball may be playing in the NIT now all of a sudden. Steve, what what do you know about the situation? Ben Howland's future Feels up in the air, but John Cohen made a statement over the weekend that it's not up in the air. What do you know about what's going on with Ben Howland and a potential NIT opportunity? Well, they're going to play. They are a three seed in the NIT, and they're going to play at Virginia. You know, they, they can't host because uh, you know renovations for Humphrey Coliseum are beginning immediately. But um, I don't think there's any question that we're going to see a change. I think basically, you know, Ben has earned you know the right. I guess you would say the privilege to coach a team. Uh, into the postseason, I, I don't think even winning the NIT changes the trajectory of things. I, I think Ben Howland will, will will see a, I don't know if you'd call it a mutual parting of the ways or whatever. No matter what you label it, it all means the same thing, gone. You know, I read some of the stuff on Facebook, and they say, well, you know, maybe it's a resignation. Maybe it's a retirement. Maybe, you know, it, it's all the same. You know, the, the, I think what we can – kind of go ahead and wrap our minds around is that Mississippi State's going to have someone else leading the men's basketball program next year. And, you know, I don't think anything that happens in the NIT is going to change that. Interesting. So why play it? I guess my question is why not, if you, if you believe that there's a change coming down the road, what's the, what's the positive in waiting, especially when you look around and you see that now LSU, uh, LSU's free, fired Will Wade. Quanza Martin gets fired at Missouri. Mike White leaves Florida for Georgia, who fired Tom Crean. So you replace one with the other. Although you would argue Florida's the better job, so it's a it's a worse opening to compete against than competing against Georgia if you're Mississippi State. So you've got three openings in your conference alone. Um, what's the positives to allowing Ben Howland to stay under contract, even if it is just for a week or two, or maybe they make some run? Well, I think it's the players. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, the players aren't, aren't a part of any of this decision-making process. And, you know, they're the ones that earned the opportunity to play in the NIT. And you can diminish the quality of that tournament all you want to. But you know, these guys love the game of basketball, and they get a chance to play a little longer together. And, and uh, I think you allow them to do that. And I also think there's really no harm in Ben Howland coaching the team. You know, it's not like, you know, there's, it's not like John Cohen's having to coach a team and isn't able to conduct a coaching search at the same time. And so – I think if anything, you know, state wins a couple of games, you end the year on a, on a positive note. You feel like, hey, you know, maybe some of these guys will come back and you can build a program around them. But uh, the reality of it is, is no matter what happens in the NIT, I don't think it in any way slows down the search for another coach. And, and I've read some of these comments like, I don't understand why we don't make an announcement and get the search started. Well, the search has already been is ongoing. There's already been you know, some interviews. And I, I think the reality of it is, is that, in no way whatsoever does this uh, hinder John Cohen's ability to find a suitable replacement to, to, 
pull this program forward and have these guys competing for an NCAA tournament bid rather than having to be relegated to the NIT again. Fair enough. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports, talking a little Bulldog basketball, the future of Ben Howland. Uh, up in the air, perhaps. Uh, obviously, a lot of signs pointing towards a change, but nothing official yet. So we will uh, await that uh, information from Steve and the crew at 247 Sports as uh, the Bulldogs, like Steve said, will play in the NIT tournament. And I do agree, like you said, I, it is, especially for a group of kids who some already lost the year in 2020 and have, have dealt with all that stuff, you definitely don't want to take any opportunity for them to have one more game. So I, I agree with that side of things. Um, any word on, you kind of mentioned a couple names last week with us when we talked about potential replacements for Ben Howland. Has there been any changes on that front? Anything you can report on where you think the search is headed? Well, if I had to handicap it today, I, I, I would say the top three names are, you know, McMahon from Murray state and then uh, you know, Jan's from out there in New Mexico and uh, state. And then, um, you know, Todd Goldman from San Francisco. I, I believe right now that's probably the top grouping. That's not the only names that are in contention, but those are the names that I hear the most consistently. But and now with Florida being open, I, I kind of wonder about McMahon at, you know, at Murray State. I mean, does he become an attractive candidate, you know, for Scott Strickland? You know, the Florida situation is much different than the LSU situation. Like, and the LSU situation, I think, is going to be very, very difficult. Scott Woodard, an outstanding AD, and, you know, he's a guy that swings for the fences. But when you've got impending sanctions coming your way, I mean, how much can you afford to pay somebody to make that a non-factor? And we talk about, well, you know, there's the NCAA transfer portal, and you can always restock your roster. Well, if you get a couple of years postseason ban, nobody's going to sign on for that. I mean, why would somebody want to come to your school if they have no chance of going to the NCAA tournament. So I think in some respects, you potentially handicap the new coach. And so uh, does that open the door for a guy like Andy Kennedy? Yeah, possibly. I mean, Andy's a guy that knows the league well, and he's a guy too that probably would be willing to wait that out. You know, but if you're getting a guy that's, you know, on, on an upward trajectory of his career, if you're getting one of these guys that perhaps is looking for that next big step, I don't know that LSU's that, that attractive. I do think Florida is an attractive job. I just don't know at this point who they plan to target. I think the Mike White thing is very intriguing. I think it shows that Mike White's got good representation. I think we all saw with them losing, they probably needed to win a game in the SEC tournament to make the big dance. And his people probably uh, probably heard you know, what was coming. <laughs> so he go ahead and uh, he lands a job not only not only within the league, but in basically the same region in the same division uh, there at Georgia. And a lot of talk last week that, you know, Georgia might actually make a minority hire, and then uh, they go out and get Mike White. And so, you know, Mike's a good coach, and so it'll be interesting to see. I think the expectations of Georgia may be a little bit lower than they are at Florida, but uh, Georgia had one of the worst college basketball seasons we've seen in the SEC in years. And so they need some fresh blood. Mike's the guy that knows the league. So good move for Georgia. But I, I do think that uh, we've got to watch Florida a little bit with the man. So we'll see how things progress there. Yeah, Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. I 100% agree with that. I, I thought about that immediately. I thought when Florida opened up that that was direct competition more than any of the other openings had been. 
uh, with what Mississippi State would be trying to do to replace Ben Howland. So interesting information there. Um, and we did talk about that, man. Tom Crean going 6-26. and 26. I think even Rick Ray won more than six games every year he was at Mississippi State. So um, that tells you where Georgia and Tom Crean were this past season. Uh, let's switch to baseball. Bulldogs get a desperately needed sweep over Princeton, although they did not make it easy against a team that, uh, again, you out-talent by, I can't even imagine how much. Uh, What do you see from this baseball team after the three-game series over Princeton? Are they ready for SEC play? Are are you feeling a little bit better after the sweep, or do these results kind of mean nothing given the competition you played? Well, the first thing that I want to say before we move on from Princeton is I think left fielder Nadir Lewis might be the best hitter that I've seen Mississippi State face this year. I mean, that guy is absolutely outstanding. And and you say, well, you know, he's on a winless team. Not his fault. I mean, you go look at that guy's numbers. I mean, he was hitting 500 coming into the weekend, and every at-bat was a grounded-out type deal. I mean, that guy has just such a professional approach to play. So it'll be interesting to kind of watch him, you know, what what happens with him in the next year or two. But uh, just wanted to kind of, get, you know, tip of the cap you know, to him. But um, – yeah, State took care of business. I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, you'd like to be able to blow out every game. That's just not always feasible. You know, you're going to have some games sometimes when you got to grind it out, and that's what happened, you know, in game two, which is exactly the first game on Sunday. And, you know, State had their opportunities, couldn't get the big timely base hit to expand the lead, and then you start mixing and matching there in the bullpen. But uh, the truth of the matter is State starting pitching has been good on the weekend all year long. Uh, you know, Casey Hunt was a little bit up and down uh, back the uh, against Long Beach State, but Impressing Johnson, good for the second straight week. Cade Smith, good, good. you know, every time you send him out there, I guess it's four weeks in a row that um, he's pitched well enough to win. He's 3-0 and in the year now. And then Parker Sinnett, who would have thought that guy was going to start and win two games in a week? You know, now all of a sudden he appears to be, you know, your weekend guy going into Georgia. So I think you begin to see some questions get answered. And Stig was in this position last year. Will Bednar begins to come back? What does that mean? Well, Fristo goes to midweek. Sarantola goes to Sundays. Honestly, I think starting pitching-wise, State's probably in better position now heading into SEC play than they were a year ago. But the issue with this team has been the time we base hit. You know, when you have a chance to expand the lead or take the lead or put pressure on an opponent, State's kind of been inconsistent. Some of that's a game of baseball, but you, know, you you go back and look and see what they did on Friday and, and what they did in game two on, on, uh, on Sunday. When they're swinging the bats well, they're difficult to beat. And, and much can be said for any other team, but this is a team that has a lot of talent. And what's encouraging to me is you look at what Kellum Clark has done this year, what Brad Compass has done this year. And Kellum, of course, has done it all in a matter of a week and a half. But you don't you're not even really getting – the best level production from Hancock, James, and Logan Tanner yet. So once this team gets all the horses pulling, I think you can feel you know pretty confident this is a team that's going to be a difficult out in the postseason. And uh, but you're right, they need they desperately needed a sweep. They need to get a win today. And uh, you'd like to be able to go to Georgia and go out there at least get a couple uh, there in Georgia. Uh, they're going to pitch it really well. That's Scott Strickland's calling card. Just offensively, they're they're a bit of a question mark too. And so. I think this is a series that State can go down there uh, and win, especially when you look at how well the starting pitching has gone. And Parker Jeanette, he strike out 24 in two, uh, two games this week, and I asked him yesterday as he was leaving the media room, when's the last time you struck out 20 hitters in a week? He just looked at me and he said, never. 
So all of a sudden, this is a guy that wasn't expected to be a factor on the weekend that could prove to be a big factor as we move forward. Interesting. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports, talking Bulldogs baseball. They get the sweep over Princeton. They play tonight against Binghamton. Um, Steve, you mentioned kind of piecemealing it in the bullpen, and obviously we know Stone Simmons is still kind of up in the air on when he could return if he does. Preston Johnson, who could have potentially factored into either like a long relief slash closer role if needed, if things had, you know, if Landon Sims isn't out and Casey Hunt isn't out, you're you're trying to mix and match in the bullpen. But now you're going to need Preston to start a lot of games or at least pitch uh, a lot of innings in games, even if he's a you know second, third inning guy on a Sunday. What what is the thoughts on the bullpen and where they're at health wise? And are any of these guys that we just mentioned, you know, trending the right way to come back? Well, we hope to find out today. You know that they were. Um... You know, Chris Simona said on Friday that uh, they expect to make a statement at some point today. I don't know if that means during the day or you know, probably post-game today after the Binghamton game will start at 6. That's a night game, which is kind of a rarity for uh, for a Monday night that you play on Monday. But um, yeah, at this point, we just don't know. You know, And that's where you know guys like Brooks Auger have to step up. And I think Brooks is going to be good for State. Um, yeah, and that's. You know, Foxhall is a guy that didn't didn't forget how to coach pitching. You know, that that's the thing that I think sometimes fans need to just kind of have some confidence and faith in the coaches. I mean, you know, Foxhall pieced this thing together last year with one and a half starting pitchers, and it took three guys to comprise the half. You know, it, you know Christian McLeod at times was really good, other times he wasn't. You know, Houston Harding's a guy you got some innings out of, won some games. Same thing with Fristo, but you never had really a consistent consistent second or third starter. That's where that I think this mixing and matching with the bullpen is interesting. You know, it's like Cam Tuller is a guy that had two really bad outings to open the season. His last two have been much better. Uh, you look at, you know, a guy like Brooks Auger is young, still developing. Mikey Tepper is a guy I think that could be the closer. But what you're seeing is these guys finding their roles. And I don't know that that's been fully established at this point. And that's probably the biggest concern for this team heading into SEC play is when you need that guy to go out there and get you to the ninth inning. Who is that guy? How does that guy perform? Who can you trust? Uh, you know, I thought uh, Cole Cheatham actually looked pretty good yesterday, and he could be a you know uh, a left-handed matchup guy. Drew Talley is a guy that I know that's going to go compete. You know, when he's on his game, the guy's really, really good. You know, he's a guy that finds a little bit of the plate sometimes, too, and gets hit a little bit, but and you've got some guys that have a lot of talent. They don't have a lot of experience, and that's where Foxhall's kind of got to figure this thing out. And you know, that that game yesterday, game one yesterday, the the second game of the series, you know, it was like you know musical chairs out there. And and uh, Jackson Fristo comes out, and and that guy's got a lot of talent, but but he's struggling a little bit right now. You know, he had a, a good start earlier this year, but you know since that time, like we saw against Southern Miss, he is a guy that really struggles to find his own, and so. That's where I think the challenge for this team lies is when you need that guy to bridge the gap to get you from the starter to the closer. Uh, who do you who can you trust at this point? I think that's still a big question mark. Absolutely, Steve Robertson, two four seven Sports, jeanspage.com, dot com, talking Bulldogs baseball on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN one hundred five nine, the Zone. So they're ten and seven. They're still technically last in the SEC West, it doesn't mean anything really because you'll obviously have 30 games in the SEC to, to finish that pecking order out. But what 
what are your expectations now? You've seen a month of baseball. You know where they're at. Obviously, they may get some people back from injury, but you know, even a pitcher who comes back midseason from an arm discomfort, arm injury, arm tweak, whatever you want to call it, um, it it doesn't give you a ton of faith in in their ability to become full strength during that season. It's just hard to do in baseball. So knowing everything that you know and knowing where they stand now and seeing that um, offensive lineup trying to become cohesive, what are your thoughts on the 30-game schedule for SEC? Have your your expectations for Mississippi State changed a month into the season compared to what they were preseason? Yes, slightly. I I thought State had a really good chance to be a top-eight national seed. I mean, you lose Landon Sims. I mean, that obviously diminishes your – your options of doing that, you know, not to mention because, as you mentioned before, Preston Johnson was the first guy of the bullpen. Well, now you've pressed him into Friday night service. So who who takes on that role? And you, know, you don't have a guy that's that reliable and a guy that's been through the SEC wars yet. I mean, and we saw last year, I mean, and he was the guy that dominated Southern Miss. And then we go to Auburn and it's like he'd never played baseball before. But then, then lo and behold, you get all hemmed up together. And next thing you know, down the stretch, he was state's most consistent reliever. And so, so, yeah, I think now you've gone from competing for a top eight national seed to competing for a hosting spot. Now, is State going to be a postseason team? Absolutely. And I don't think there, I don't think there's anybody in the country who wants to see the defending national champions show up playing their best baseball as a two seed in their regional. I think people would probably complain openly to the NCAA selection committee that they're getting that. You know, it's like, you mean, you kid, you kidding me? You know, I got to get the defending national champs in my own yard. You know, that's, that's, there's a lot of people I think will have a valid complaint there. Uh, so is State the number 16 team? Right now, no, they're not. But once you get into SEC play, and, and that's the thing that we saw last year, I mean, if we're going to, you know, hand somebody an Apple championship based on the first month of the season, well, it would have been Arkansas last year. And I go back and I think about last year when Kentucky came to Starkville, a lot of people considered them one of the hottest teams in the SEC. They didn't even make the tournament. So there's a lot that, that changes. Once we get an SEC play, you got the best coaches in college but baseball, breaking down your swing, breaking down your pitching. Baseball is a game of adjustments, and that's not just in-game. That's in-season and many times in-weekend. You begin to see how people are going to pitch you or how you need to pitch guys to get them out. Uh, I think this is a team that posts a winning SEC record, and to be quite honest with you, I think you know based on reputation but also, too, the fact that uh, the league is so good and there is so much parity in the league, I think State goes 16 and 14 in the SEC. I think you're a comfortable number two uh, somewhere. Uh, you, you win 18 games. I think you put yourself in a position to possibly host. But uh, it's all going to boil down to bullpen pitching. I mean, because you know, all these SEC offenses are going to ground you out. They're going to run your pitch counts up. And so, in order for State to find a way to really advance to the postseason, State's going to have to find a way to find those middle relievers that can bridge the gap. It's important. It's everything. There you, gonna be there. there you go, Steve Roberts and jeanspage.com, 247 Sports with the rundown on Bulldog basketball and baseball here on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Steve, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we may talk to you again later this week as we uh, preview that first SEC opening weekend um, as Mississippi State will travel to Athens and take on the Bulldogs. We appreciate it, Steve. See you soon. Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com. Dropping the knowledge. He's got it all locked and loaded. 
We've got a, a little bit more uh, knowledge to drop on you in hour number three. You're not going to want to miss it. This is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the new cocktails in a can. That's right. Head over to a grocery store like Corner Market or a service station like Fleetway Market near you today and check out the Crown and Coke, Crown Royal and Apple, maybe the Tangeray Orange and Tonic, or my favorite, the Jameson Ginger and Lime. That's right, Jameson Ginger and Lime. All cocktails in a can. Make it easy and convenient to take your favorite cocktail on the go, whether it's the baseball station, stadium or the beach. Out of Bounds, Hour 3 coming up. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.